0: Gather, gather near the doctors in the house, so lend them your ear. Yeah. The things he can say might even make your Call the doctor. doctor.
1: call the Welcome, everybody. The doctor is in the house. This is Doctor Ron, the host of Doctor Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, for over five years. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And today's show uh, is going to be about melatonin. Well, maybe uh, we'll learn something. I want to welcome everyone with an attitude of gratitude because gratitude improves our quality of life. It is an antidote for negative emotions. And gratitude, you know what? It's not just good for the grateful person. It's good for the person receiving it. It has end benefits because who doesn't crave to be appreciated? According to Mother Teresa, there is more hunger for love and appreciation in this world than for bread. There is more hunger for love and appreciation in this world than for bread. So with that, I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. And let you know that this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Gosh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for all your kind comments. And uh, thank you for, to, for Podbean for allowing me on this uh, platform. Uh, we have just a lot of questions. Uh, just a lot of great listeners, and the listeners are not afraid to leave comments. We have uh, a young lady from Pennsylvania who is always leaving some nice comments for them, and I want her to know that they are much appreciated. So today, as I said, we're going to talk about melatonin, and I'll tell you how we got to that. Uh, again, thank you for all your listeners. And, you know, I just found out today that over 50% of our listeners not only use – over 50% use Apple So, uh, gosh, if you're an Apple podcast listener, please uh, give me a thumbs up comment. That would be much appreciated. And thanks for the smart chat support. I mean, uh, those Saturday uh, talkings on COVID, and we will have another one this Saturday. And we'll talk also about the flu vaccine and what are its risks. And did you know that over 57% of the vaccine court settlements are due f- are settled because of adverse reactions to the flu vaccine? Well, I have some inf- interesting comments for you, but that'll have to wait till Saturday. This coming Thursday, we're going to do a, a premiere show where we're going to interview an international best-selling author on Amazon in new releases, and she's going to give us some quick tips that we can put into practice and help us to feel a little better every day. Her name is Carrie Rowan. Looking very forward to seeing seeing Carrie and talking with her and talking about her new book, and uh, she'll give us tips for feeling a Little bit better every day, and who can't use that, right? And then next Tuesday, we have Dr. Ross Pelton. Return engagement. He is the guru, he's a pharmacist, he's the people's pharmacist talking about the microbiome and a product that he's been associated with that comes from Japan that takes five years to make. And he will be offering his free ebook. So stay tuned next Tuesday for Dr. Ross Pelton. Wow. Really a busy schedule here. I'm supposed to be retired. So look, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about COVID. We've been talking about it for months and months and months. Uh, But there is a critical care management protocol that's been uh, just well accepted uh, from the Eastern Virginia Medical School. And just let me read this. They say for prophylaxis, which means to prevent COVID, Here is what they recommend. They recommend a cocktail, which may have a role in prevention and mitigation. Vitamin C, 500 milligrams twice a day, and quercetin. Quercetin is an antioxidant, 250 to to 500 milligrams twice a day. Zinc, 75 to 100 milligrams a day. Vitamin D3, which I told you about months and months ago, 1,000 to 4,000 micrograms per day. And guess what else they recommend? Melatonin. They recommend a slow-release form beginning with 0.3 milligrams and increasing to 2 milligrams at night. And maybe today I can tell you why they're recommending it. Okay, because melatonin has many, many uses that we're all going to learn about today. And then at the end of the program, I'll give you some tips and where to find melatonin in foods. Now, Dr. Frank Schellenberger, who I've mentioned on this program, he's the uh, physician who is really uh, a specialist in ozone therapy and natural healing. Here's what he says melatonin could do. He says it can protect you against viral and bacterial infections it can prevent cardiovascular disease and support a normal blood pressure it can reduce oxidative stress and inflammation and maybe have an, in that respect have an anti-aging effect slow down the aging process prevent neurodegenerative diseases which are on the rise right and what are neurodegenerative diseases We're talking about Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease. He says it can improve menopause therapy. It can protect against ionizing radiation. It can protect against macular degeneration. It can protect against cancer and improve the outcome when used with conventional or alternative cancer treatments. So it reminded me years ago when I had a conversation with Dr. Stephen Sinatra, when he said that melatonin and vitamin C were fantastic antioxidants. And I, I, you know, I do use melatonin, but I, uh, I had to research all these great effects that it has. It's, it's really hard for us to imagine how a single chemical, which is really a hormone can have these wide ranging effects. Then we find out it's actually made not just in our pineal gland, which is in our skull. But Guess what? It's made in our thymus gland. That's right behind our breastbone. It's made in the retina of the eye. It's made in the intestines. It's made in bone marrow. It's made in the skin. And it's made in white blood cells. So it's becoming clear this may be the most important antioxidant around. Primarily, it's made during the night when we sleep. And why? Because it has to function to rejuvenate us, to protect our bodies as we sleep. So literally, melatonin affects every aspect of our health. And Dr. Schellenberger points out that melatonin levels drop as we age. And think about this. They are are almost undetectable for most of us older than age 40. Older than age 50. Sorry about that. Think about that. After we hit 50, we hardly make any melatonin to protect us. You know, Dr. William Wong, our, our favorite uh, guest on this program, he, he tells us that systemic enzymes run out after age 37, more or less. And when they run out, we die. So we stop making systemic enzymes. And now we have to add to the list we stop making melatonin, almost undetectable for most older than age 50. Wow so uh, you know I had a, I just saw an article today so I'm going to start with that because you know uh, what during the li- when I uh, gave you the list of things that melatonin can protect you against I said ionizing radiation so ionizing radiation is x-rays you know do you have too many x-rays they're really bad for you. And of course, the most potent sources of ionizing radiation are doctors because they order x rays. But regular x rays are minor compared to CT and PET scans. So just one CAT scan exposes you to the same amount of ionizing radiation as 70 chest x rays. I think I should repeat that. One. CT, one CAT scan exposes you to the same amount of ionizing radiation as 70 chest x-rays. And a combined CT PET scan has almost two times the amount of radiation as a plain CAT scan. And how many patients have I seen come into my practice from consultants that are getting two or four CT and PET scans a year? It's a lot of radiation. But you know, the studies that are reported here state that this simple natural substance can cancel out most of that radiation because researchers took blood samples from several men and women. They gave them a single dose. Now, this is a lot. 300 milligrams of melatonin. One and two hours later, they collected a second and third blood specimen Then they exposed all the blood specimens to a whopping dose of radiation, enough radiation to be equivalent to 1,000 CAT scans. Then they retested the white blood cells to see how much genetic damage they could find. The blood cells in these samples had a degree of genetic damage from the radiations, but the cells that were taken an hour after melatonin dosing had less, significantly less genetic damage. And the ones taken at the two-hour mark had the least amount of damage. So what did the authors conclude? The authors concluded that the data had important implications for the protection of our immune cells from gene damage caused by ionizing radiation, namely CAT scans and PET scan scans. So what does it mean on a practical level? If your doctor tells you that you need a CAT scan or a PET scan combination, well, you may wanna, no, be sure to take 300 milligrams of melatonin about two hours before the procedure And that, according to this article, will basically eliminate any negative effects of the ionizing radiation. So melatonin is not just for its effect on sleep and our our rhythms. So for 50 years, scientists have been trying to find a toxic or dangerous dose of melatonin, but they can't find one. So Dr. Schellenberger, and I have, you know, I don't have as much experience with this as he does, but he says it's safe as water. And there is none of the negative feedback inhibition that you that would cause your body to make less. if you're over 50, you're not make you're not making any anyway. Right? So ionizing radiation is a heck of a reason. Now you have a reason to take melatonin before you even get an x-ray. I mean, you only want to take you know, 10 or 20 milligrams, but if you have a CAT scan or a PET scan, you might want them to take a lot more. And speaking about sleeping, well, sleeping is so essential to optimize our health. That's when our brain gets rid of all its it detoxifies through the glymphatic system. A good night's sleep, as we all know, is it's essential to our health and to our immune system. and our body clock is central to all of this this circadian rhythm is largely dictated by this little gland i told you about the pineal gland it's located in the center of your brain in your skull and it produces melatonin and it is a hormone that is crucial for the regulation of your sleep cycle but remember also as i let off it's not your brain is not the only organ that produces melatonin, and after age 50, you don't have very much, if any. So if you had enough exposure to bright light in the daytime, your pineal gland typically starts secreting melatonin around 9 p.m. As the amount of melatonin in your brain increases, sleepiness sets in, and your body begins to prepare for sleep. If you stay awake past dark because of artificial lighting, especially that emitted by electronic devices. If you're reading on your your tablet or you're you're watching a lot of television or at your computer, you will inhibit your body's melatonin production. So we've talked about this. Ideally, you'd want to stop using electronics about an hour or two before bedtime to make sure that melatonin production gets there and stays there. But as we're learning, melatonin works as a natural sleep regulator but that there, its effects don't end there. It is a potent antioxidant that plays a role in cancer prevention. We're not going to go there today because it's a, it's a, that's a tough subject, but, but patients are taking three to 600 milligrams of melatonin during their cancer treatments. But remember, it's important for your brain It's important for your cardiovascular system, your gastrointestinal system. And important during this time of stress, during this COVID, it boosts your immune function in a variety of ways. So it is a potential tool against inflammation and autoimmune diseases, including type 1 diabetes. You know, people with COVID that were sick, really sick in the hospital, had this cytokine storm, which is uncontrolled inflammation. Well, maybe that that's why it's the melatonin is working. It's an energy hormone. A Stanford University course paper says quote decreasing the melatonin in the bloodstream consistent with the body's natural response to suppress the secretion in the presence of light causes the body to function at a higher energy level an increase in the melatonin levels lead to a subsequent decrease in energy levels so what do we learn from that how to control and optimize the secretion and suppression of melatonin for optimal hours of the day could help improve the treatment of sleep disorders. So when it's low, you have more energy. When it's high, you have less energy. That's the bottom line of that. So if your sleep efficiency is impaired, meaning you're not getting into that deep ramp sleep as long as you should, well, your energy level's gonna be affected the next day, day. And it's because of melatonin. And, if you, and, the, and, con, and conversely, if you spend your daytime in bed in a dark room and have a lot of uh, light then after sunset, your melatonin production is gonna be impaired and you aren't gonna sleep well. So a few other effects I wanna go through. Melatonin protects your mitochondria. They are the energy bodies inside our cells. They're tiny little things, all right? They produce ATP or energy that our body can use. So if you have... Let's let's just take a little detour here. Remember we talk about parent essential oils with with, uh, Professor Peskin. So if your mitochondria are all gooed up with uh, trans fatty acids and bad oils, even the melatonin is not gonna get into them. So we have to make sure that our, the lining of our cells and mitochondria can let toxins out and nutrients in, and we do that with plant essential oils, PEOs. And Professor Peskin will be back again, probably in two weeks. And while I was reading about melatonin, I did found out something that it displays anticonvulsant properties. Isn't that something? And really important ladies and gentlemen, melatonin works synergistically with vitamin D. We know how important vitamin D is. We've talked about it for months. We've talked about it a lot during COVID. And you you all know you can get tested for this, and you want your level b- between 60 and 80 nanograms per milliliter. Uh, you don't want it just 30 or 40. And more and more papers are coming out that the higher your vitamin D level, the less chance you have of getting COVID. And if you do c- get COVID, it'll be like a flu. So... The pathways of vitamin D and melatonin are related to sun exposure, huh? The properly timed exposure to the sun. How good is it to get outside? Now, here's another reason to get outside when you can. They work opposite, right? I mean, when you're out in the sun, you get a lot of vitamin D, and that suppresses your melatonin. But then when you go inside, and it gets darker at night, your melatonin goes up. So they do work together. A lot of evidence to support that. That melatonin and vitamin D, that combination are strong, strongly synergistic. And there, this paper goes on to state that they're good, for they can maybe be used in multiple sclerosis, neuropsychiatric disorders, high blood pressure as examples of diseases that appear strongly linked to and affected by vitamin D and melatonin. So we don't, we don't talk about melatonin in, in, in this aspect very often, do we? About Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease. You know, we think it's uh, it's produced in our bodies, and if we have too much caffeine or alcohol, it lowers it, and then we can't sleep. You know, we we know about shift night shift workers can't be that they don't sleep well. They have a high incidence of diabetes, and they have poor vision. So we should be talking more about melatonin because you know it's good for all the things we talked about. But don't forget your circadian rhythms. That's a fancy term, right? But you know what it just means? It means your internal clock, which runs on a 24-hour schedule, just like the day. Your internal clock is critical for falling asleep and then waking up. Well, there is just a ton of evidence that melatonin is, is just an antioxidant and helping with neuropsychiatric and neurodegenerative diseases. Ladies out there, melatonin is crucial for reproductive health as it plays a role in controlling the timing and release of your hormones. Believe it, listen to this. Melatonin helps to decide when a woman woman starts to menstruate the frequency and length of the menstrual cycles and also when a woman stops menstruating completely and goes into menopause. As you would expect young children have the highest levels of this melatonin. So if you think about it if you don't if you have it high when you're young You know, sometimes kids sleep a lot, and as you get older, you have a harder time to sleep, and you don't sleep as well. Well, here's the answer. Here's the answer, melatonin. So what else can we talk about melatonin? Well, how about jet lag and shift workers? They should talk with their provider and get on a melatonin uh, regimen. All right, And I want to just r- remind you that blue light, we've talked about blue light, how you need blue blockers at night emitted by screens, TVs, computers, phones, suppress melatonin levels. So daytime exercise and light exposure promote regular rhythm and melatonin sure helps that. And you guys out there, I was going to save this for the end of the program. If I, well, I'll find it at the end when I tell you that. You know, it, it, there's there's been studies out there to show that melatonin can help you get better night sleep and could even slash your risk of the deadliest form of prostate cancer by 75%. So... There's articles about breast cancer and articles about prostate cancer being helped by taking melatonin. And don't forget, I told you it can it can help your heart. So some of my patients and some of my listeners have fibromyalgia. So fibromyalgia symptoms can include a lot. Long-term and widespread pain in muscles, connective tissue, and they had without any specific cause. So a randomized study of 101 patients with fibromyalgia were, was done to evaluate melatonin's effectiveness at reducing symptoms. It found that patients experienced a significant reduction in fibromyalgia symptoms when they took a melatonin dosage. Either alone or in conjunction with Prozac, phloxetine. Now, you know, I don't I don't like drugs, I don't like antidepressants, but fibromyalgia patients really suffer, and sometimes they need something to get them over the hump. The group the group who took only melatonin was given five milligrams. Well, the other group took three milligrams of melatonin and 20 milligrams of the antidepressant. And it helped them. You might want to talk to your physician about that, or physicians aren't called physicians anymore. They're called providers. We have providers and prescribers. Things are changing. You know, a lot of people today can are complaining about tinnitus. Well, again, I was glad I researched melatonin because melatonin may serve as a natural treatment for this condition. And this condition causes uh, noise or ringing in your ears. A lot of times it goes away. But if you're dealing with it for long periods of time, you know, it it can make you anxious or depressed. And remember, melatonin is a very, very potent antioxidant, which they think is the reason why it can alleviate, alleviate, boy, watch my tongue, alleviate this condition. This research was done at Ohio State University Eye and Ear Institute. They used three milligrams of melatonin for this, this uh, study. And there's one other place where you find melatonin being produced. You have receptors for melatonin in the bladder and the prostate. And it's there for a lot of reasons. But melatonin can help relieve issues like an overactive bladder. I forget what they call that in uh, on television, but, you know, bladder spasms. But there was an article in Current Urology that, that, that looked at that. And stud, this study also looked at the using melatonin to improve sleep and reduce habit, habitual nightly urination. So how many of you guys are getting up at night to urinate? You may want to take some melatonin. It will increase your bladder capacity and decrease urine volume. You know what? And then you'll get a good night's sleep, gents. That'll pay for the price of this podcast. Oh, I forgot it's free. Okay, so that's a study from twenty twelve, and you know you can find melatonin almost any place: capsules, tablets, liquids. If you use the dosages like uh, Doctor Schellenberger does, you need sixty milligram capsules and. I'm not here to to recommend that yet. I think those high doses, if you're going to get a CAT scan, PET scan, and you're being treated for cancer or something, but um, I think one to 10 milligrams might be more reasonable to try with. And I think you'll find that the 10 milligrams are now sold as extra strength capsules. And you, you know, Dr. Schellenberger has not found any toxicity. Okay. From this drug, in other words, no overdose. So somewhere around the middle, I guess five milligrams is a good place to that you won't go have problems with. For jet lag, half of a milligram to five milligrams. Probably, if you're pregnant, you should talk with your provider. there has been uh, long term studies that looks that looks like melatonin is safe to take and there people do repeat re, report some headaches or dizziness but very very few but mel- pregnant or nursing women should not take melatonin because it, melatonin is a hormone okay that you must talk with your provider for And melatonin can decrease the effectiveness of some medications. But it also can decrease the side effects from others. So antidepressant and antipsychotic medications, benzodiazepines, valium-type drugs, birth control pills, blood pressure medications, beta blockers, blood thinners, uh, non-steroidals, the um, Advil-type drugs, steroids, and tamoxifen, which is used for breast cancers, but again, the combinations according to Dr. Schellenberger work perfectly fine. But if you're on these, you might want to talk with your doctor or provider. Okay, but it's it's a fantastic uh, hormone. It has many many benefits for sleep and uh, your heart, and for Parkinson's stress. It's probably a because of its antioxidant properties, it's great for anti-aging, it's great for our immunity. We're going to be talking next Tuesday with uh, with Dr. Ross Pelton. We're going to be talking about you know, our, our microbiome, because 80% of our immunity is in our gut. So we, we should probably bring into that discussion melatonin, because melatonin is turns out to be, is an essential hormone for immune support and disease prevention? Because as we age, you know, we we don't have many, have much uh, melatonin. And our immune system ages too, so we have to, uh, to help it out. Dr. Pierre Paoli, he's a big researcher in melatonin he says melatonin increases T-cell activity, which creates a more powerful antibody response to help us fight viruses. And it also supports the thyroid, which bolsters, bolsters our immune system. And some epidemiologists are recommending, you know, we take Lugol solution, iodine drops. And this is probably the reason Our T cells do regulate our immune response and help us fight disease. But as we get older, they're less effective. So Dr. Pierre Paoli says take melatonin. So let's review here. Melatonin is effective against health issues, including inflammation, autoimmune disease, type 1 diabetes. We always talk about type 2, but now type 1 comes up in every article that I read. Hypertension atherosclerosis. The Journal of Clinical Nutrition in 2017 found that doses of at least 8 milligrams a day significantly reduced triglyceride and total cholesterol levels. 8 milligrams a day, according to that study. So it's good for our brain. It's good for people that have had brain trauma because it prevents nerve cell death. Nervous system, like I said, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Here's something that I found that I want to tell you about. It can help against some poisons. So if your significant other is trying to... uh, do you do away with you? You might want to up your dose of melatonin. It protected against rotenone, a poison that can mimic Parkinson's disease in rats. Wow. And in, in rat models, it made many important proteins return to normal and protected the DNA from damage. So uh, melatonin, remember, don't forget, we talked about this earlier on. It's made in the eye. The retina makes melatonin. Okay. It's important for eye development and it can decrease elevated pressures. What's elevated pressure in the eye? Elevated pressure in the eye is glaucoma. And you know, disturbances in melatonin functioning may be one of the causes of glaucoma. So keep that in mind. If your pressures are going up a little bit and you're not using melatonin, you might want to do it. There's studies that show that optic neuritis, a disease that co- a disease that causes death of the optic nerve, may be beneficially helped by melatonin. Do you ever think that we get this far with melatonin? So one of our listeners, one of our very favorite listeners said, could I please repeat the cocktail from the start of the show? Well, I just got back to this page, and so I just saw your note, but I will repeat it. This comes from the Eastern Virginia Medical School. And they have a protocol for prophylaxis if you're mildly symptomatic and you're at home, if you're in the hospital or if you're in critical care. So for prophylaxis, to keep you from getting it or, or if you do get it to be you have a mild case, this cocktail they say may have a role in the prevention and mitigation of COVID-19 disease. And this cocktail is vitamin C 500 milligrams twice a day. Quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, 250 to 500 milligrams twice a day. Zinc, 75 to 100 milligrams daily. Melatonin, right? That's what started me on this journey. Begin with 0.3 milligrams and if that's no problem, increase it to two milligrams at night. Vitamin D3, 1,000 to 4,000 micrograms per day. I would also add here that it, it, you really should not take vitamin D3 without taking vitamin K2 at 200 milligrams a day. Because they do work synergistically. And if you're at home and you get really sick, he this pr- this protocol calls for increasing the melatonin to six to twelve milligrams. Everything else stays the same, but increasing the melatonin and optionally use you know, one of the like fematodine, pepsid. Or ivermectin. Remember ivermectin? Dr. Wong told us about that five months ago. Ivermectin. You can get it at the at a feed store, but we won't go there right now. but Dr. Wong told us about that. So that's that's for prevention. okay? so uh, let's just see if I covered everything I wanted to cover, okay. Okay, take your vitamins, food and drinks that increase melatonin levels. Factors that decrease them, drugs, and of course, having too much light at night. So vitamin C, D3, and E, are synergistic with melatonin. And as I said, and as this article states, combination of D3 and melatonin, this article states it could stop human breast cancer cell growth. So melatonin interferes with EGCG. This, this should, has to be known for our tea level, lo, lovers. EGCG is responsible for most of the antioxidant effects of green tea. And I know a lot of you drink green tea. That's a great antioxidant. But melatonin reduces the toxicity if you overdose from, from green tea. So if you have green tea, I you know if boy, what a nice what a nice warm tea it is to have at night, you may not want to take it with uh, melatonin. And you know resveratrol, which you get from red wine, it's, some studies have shown that melatonin reverses resveratrol's pro-oxidant activity. But, you know, I think just just be careful and just, just uh, go through what, what we talked about. And, and most importantly, you know, we did the program on osteoporosis. <clears throat> thank you for that. That was really well, well received. And I, I thank everybody that's listened to that. But, you know, you want to keep your get up and go until it's time to go. Who doesn't want to do that, right? So melatonin may be all it takes to make your aging bones harder than a brick baseball bat. So it's good for our bones. It'll keep us up straight so that we have to get up and go until it's time to go. So, what do we do, you guys also? Don't take your phone or iPad to bed with you. Remember, these devices give off bad types of light when it comes to melatonin production. Another source of melatonin zapping light comes from those energy-efficient CFL bulbs. Your best bet is the old incandescent kind. But just remember, they get hot. They're getting harder to find. If you have to go to LEDs, get ones with a low number on the K scale. Which means the light is warmer and less blue. And what are melatonin-boosting foods, you say? Well, pineapple, bananas, oranges and tart cherry juice. Melatonin-boosting foods, pineapple, bananas, oranges, and tart cherry juice. Keep your bedroom as dark as you can when you go to bed. And when when you're under the covers and in bed, make sure it's really lights out. Even one lamp switched on during the night sends a message to your brain to stop that melatonin production. If you need a light on at night, they recommend a red light or a blue light. Take that melatonin about 20 minutes to an hour before bedtime. So again, you have to be the CEO of your own body. Take charge. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't take everything I say for granted either. But this is a really important material of melatonin. It is inc- an incredible hormone. And I think you have to remember if you're over 50, you're not producing very much. So this is something you have to... Drink a lot of tart cherry juice or, you know, take a supplement. Um, I recommend, excuse me, taking the supplement. And don't forget vitamin D and C. All right, just so I can make sure I covered everything I wanted to cover with you today. I just also saw something that I added. I forgot about this. Um, Other foods, tomatoes, broccoli, and cucumbers. Tomatoes, broccoli, and cucumbers. That can increase melatonin production. So if you want to have a good night's sleep, age less, protect your brain. I think melatonin is the way to go dear listeners so remember ladies and gentlemen uh, this program of course is on podbean i have a you know a website Radio, at podbean.com but you can catch me on apple on spotify on iheart radio on tunein radio on alexa you can hear all 300 and some shows. And this is the number 37 of this year in our <clears throat> in our fifth season, number 37. 38 will be Thursday with world-renowned author Carrie Rowan. When we'll talk, and she'll give us a hints from her book on how to be less negative and more positive in our life. And then next Tuesday... Dr. Ross Pelton on the microbiome. He's going to be giving out a free ebook and uh, we'll learn a lot. And we'll, 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 I will question him about melatonin because, you know, when we talk about immunity, we automatically talk about our gut uh, because 80% of our immunity is there. And we talk about the microbiome. And as I've told you, we have more bacteria and viruses in our body with their own dna Then we have our own dna we have what six trillion human cells 60 trillion bacteria in our body 300 and some billion viruses in our body so we'll, we'll kind of, we'll talk to them about that and this saturday we'll have our our chat you know where you can call in or chat in, whatever you want to do. And We'll talk about COVID. We'll talk about how they fudged the numbers here in the United States and probably all over the world. How Neil Ferguson, who predicted the 2.2 million deaths, why he was so off and why he was uh, uh, funded by the Gates Foundation. And I, you know, I, I do have a problem with Dr. Fauci because there's millions believe him because he's on television, but that's television science. He came into his job in the government in 1984 to produce a AIDS-HIV vaccine. It has never happened. There has never been a coronavirus vaccine that hasn't killed all the test subjects. So, you know, I know when you see things on television, you say, wow, that, that, they're really scientists, Fauci and Redfield, But, uh, you know, almost everything they said has been proved false. And, you know, the latest numbers from the CDC, I mean, I just can't believe, well, I do believe, I know they want to keep us in fear, but they're not making the headlines. So, just let let me end with this, but I think it's important for your mind. New numbers as of September 28th. The CDC, if you go to their website, cdc.gov, they have a new estimate that is broken down by age groups. Okay. Age group zero to 19, 99.997% survival. Over 70, and it's mainly those over 85, 94.6% survival. Only 6% of the 200 and some thousand COVID deaths were due to COVID only, from COVID. All others were in, had 2.6 other things wrong with them. They're called comorbidities. The CDC's best estimate may be off, and it offered another scenario. For those 20 to 49, for example, even under the worst-case scenario, the infection fatality rate is only, count the zeros, 0.0003. That means your chance of dying, even if you got infected, will be 1 out of 3,333. COVID's lethality has been dropping regularly. Last March, Fauci estimated mortality at 2%. The World Health Organization said 3.4%. But they they were far higher than the current CDC estimates. So we need to get on with our lives. We need to not live in fear. We need to have social togetherness, social interactions, which is great for our immunity. But this will be a, something we can talk about on Saturday, and I'll be glad to answer your, your chats. And I hope I answered T's uh, cocktail uh, question. If uh, if it's not, do it now because we're getting ready to go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, and Usually, I see we we'll say we'll see you next week, but here we'll see you Thursday with internationally acclaimed world author Carrie Rowan.
0: Hey, everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for today. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. He's the man you got to see, he has a lot more answers for you. So, tune in next week. When the doctor is in the house, or when the doctor is in the house, let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. The call the doctor if you have a strain call the doctor and let the doctor know what's bothering you or when the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house see you next week